Hey guys, welcome to Let Me Talk Podcast Season 2, Episode 57. In today's episode, 14-year-old Jessica Knight is an actor and all-round entertainer. In this episode, we talk about her journey so far, one of the biggest moments in her career being a finalist in the World Monologue Games, and she opens up about having dyslexia and ADHD. Hey Jessica, thank you so much for coming on Let Me Talk Podcast today. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. Did you get up to much today? Um, not really. We went shopping and I was just doing some homework, but other than that, not really. Not today. Awesome, awesome. You're still in school, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. What grade are you in? I'm currently in year eight. Oh, nice. How's that? Do you like it? Um. Yeah, it's okay. We're currently um, homeschooling, trying to find a school for now because um, I haven't been able to find one that clicked so far. But yeah, so we're just moving great and good. You? How about you? How was yeah. college today? Nice. Oh, uni. Yeah, it's it was the last day today, so um, it was good because we got to finish up assignments, the group assignments that we needed to do. So that was all good. But yeah, it's. It was. It went pretty well, so that's good. Excited for the summer and the holidays, which is awesome. That's great. Yeah. So we start our conversations on this podcast with a rapid fire. Um, pretty simple, pretty easy. Um, but yeah, I'd like to start with that just to break the ice a little bit. Okay. Awesome. So my first question for you is. What actor inspires you the most and why? Mm. I don't really think I have an all-time favourite. <laughs> yeah, it can be a bit hard. Any, uh, Give me, like, top three. Jack Black, mm-hmm. Melissa McCarthy, and uh, I always forget her name, but in the female Beetlejuice, she's the crazy um, mechanic who licks her guns. Oh wow! What's this? What's the? What's it called? I'll look it up. Beetlejuice, the female version. I'm sorry. I was oh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, name. sorry. All good. I um, love her. Oh, I not should... Beetlejuice. Oh my god, Goose. Oh my god, Ghostbusters. I just, <laughs> I kept on saying Beetlejuice. I'm sorry. I, oh it god, was no. Ghostbusters. Totally cool. So, the is it? Um, I'm just gonna go with it. Is it? Do you know the character that she plays? Is um, it Annie Potts, maybe? Maybe. I love all of the actors in, in that in that movie. Yeah. They're all really good. I don't I haven't watched it for a while, so I couldn't even tell you. Um yeah, either the one that plays the mechanic. Awesome. That mm. one. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I like those um options. They're really that they're really good. Um the second question is TV or film, what do you prefer to watch? TV. Yeah, awesome. Love that. TV's good. So I agree with you on that one. <laughs> um, and the next one is um, blockbuster or indie film? What do you prefer to watch? I don't really have a personal favorite mm-hmm. because all different types of shows can come out of either one. So, yeah. But awesome. I think it would probably be indie. Probably yeah. Indie. Nice, nice. And the last question is, um, when are you most inspired? 
when I'm with my friends. Yeah. Mm. Nice, nice. And and what like how would you say that they like what do they do specifically that would like um you would be inspired by in sen- in a sense? Do they do anything that like or have any have you had any moments where you're like, you know, you really inspire me, like I'm super inspired by right now? Um maybe I think it's more because my friends are really creative as well. So mm-hmm. one of my friends is actually trying to become a director. So we'll just be pitching ideas to each other and or something something will hit or my friend is writing just a cute comic and yesterday we started acting out the characters and stuff like that and then we ended up with a whole scene and oh wow it's just stuff like that yeah so just being like because your friends are creative you guys can kind of bounce ideas off each other and um that's what keeps you inspired which is which is awesome I like that um you need more of that I mean you need more like you need friends that are you know like-minded and doing the same things as you because it helps you like it motivates you to keep going Mm. and it's always good to have connections as well because the friend who's been who's wanting to be a director he's actually my um the one who casted me as my for my first ever short film words Mm -hmm. of weapons which actually ended up winning first place Oh wow, that's so cool! That's amazing. And you're um you're like from Brisbane, yes. Yeah, nice. And you mm-hmm. mentioned that you you moved. So were you not originally living in Brisbane? Were you living somewhere else? No, um, we were actually from Melbourne. Oh wow, okay. So you made the move from Melbourne to Brisbane. How how was that? Like in terms of um finding new friends and being like um finding a creative community in Brisbane really difficult Mm -hmm. to tell the truth yeah since it is very very different here than back in Melbourne back Mm -hmm. in Melbourne I had my friend group and I would go to school come back with just a random like three different kids maybe more Mm -hmm. and we they would all come over to my house and stay over to midnight um and then when I came here I couldn't make any friends and the ones I did to even just hang out with them for an hour it was like you had to book like three months in advance so I was yeah I was finding it hard yeah but are you are you much more settled now and like do you feel like you can fully be yourself and you know do as many creative things as you want with the people that are your friends and that surround you in your community I'm still making friends and expanding and doing more but yeah with the friends that I have made um Mm. it they're not a lot but the ones that I have made are really awesome and thankfully I can yeah awesome that sounds that sounds great and like that's really a, a brave thing to do to move from Melbourne to Brisbane and I may know maybe because like you're so young you didn't really have a choice in it but um it it takes a lot to make new friends and um especially being a creative like you want to try and find friends that are like like like-minded and like the same things as you so it's easier to you know start conversations and you know it it helps you transition easier because you can talk to them and create projects and it's really good that um you've made friends that help you do that so that's awesome 
So tell me like a bit about how you got into acting. I know you're still very young, um, but how did you always want to, did you always want to be a performer slash in the entertainment um, industry or did it only just come recently to you? I, I've always wanted to. Apparently, even my prep teacher um, said that she was, I was going to be a star or, a, or something. And I used to do musical theatre, very strict musical theatre back when I was like seven, mm. all the way until I moved. And when I moved, I couldn't find a musical theatre place that clicked. And then I got into modelling and screen acting and I fell in love with all three. Yeah, wow. And what was um what was like your experience in theater? Like did you did you have any like specific experiences that you can maybe share um because you were so young doing theater? Um what's the like what's the biggest thing that you learned in theater that helped you then transition from theater screen acting? Um, I feel like I don't really know how much it helped because the theater I did back when I was younger wasn't a lot of talking. It okay. was sing- it was singing and dancing at the same time and warm-ups. Oh yeah. Um, with the plays along with it. Um, so it was a lot more like movement kind of um, theater versus like actually like actual like acting theater in a sense like you weren't really like um going through a lot of dialogue and things like that it was more just expressive theater yeah but it did help with as you said with expressions and being myself and not letting others contradict it because when I first came up the biggest thing and contradiction I had when auditioning was she's too theatrical too loud too much and then mm. I worked with a coach from America and they said, screw them, don't listen to them, you're on the right track. So I How think- did it make you feel though, like when they were saying that, like because you were so young, like did that make you, did that carry into your like being like 14 now, do you still have, you know, that insecurity or did you kind of just brush it off and say like, you know, like, you know, kind of ignore it in a sense, or did it did it hurt you a little bit when they said that? It did. It didn't really hurt. It more confused me mm. that I was a really loud, energetic child. I still am, mm. but now with all the coaches, I've learned to be that dramatic, be that, but tone it down mm-hmm. to let the expressions and the words play a big part of it. To contradict it so if it's Nickelodeon or Disney that I'm auditioning mm. for be more dramatic be more theater but if it's something else be less to actually control it and musical yeah. theater stop made sure that it was drilled in my head that you always have to be yourself and if other people don't like it screw them it's just their opinion um it doesn't really affect me I'll just move on to the next person and they might love it what I was doing it's just a person by person basis yeah awesome in like did you take courses like acting courses in like the film and tv schools or no not um schools I've done a lot of working with coaches but I'm too young to go to like a college or a uni for acting 
Oh, no, no, no. I mean, just like a general, like even if you do teen classes or something like that, do you do teen classes anywhere or? Um, I do. I've done um, the, I'm pretty sure it was either called, um, I've done a few courses. Sorry, mm-hmm. my brain's just trying to remember the names of them. All. Oh, no, that's fine. Just um, like what, what are your experiences with them? Do you, do you enjoy them as a, like being a teen or do you find that they're, um, there a lot of pressure or are you do is that like just your comfort zone like being in around other actors and kind of performing with other actors is that like your like safe your safe spot that is good I do I do like the classes it does help a lot Mm -hmm. especially working with others but the problem also and I, I love working face to face it's far better than the ones on zoom which I have a hard time connecting with but I understand what you mean because it can be amazing and show your diversity and help you teach and make connections in person Mm -hmm. but if you already know some of the kids and they don't like you or see you as competition you can kind of get shuttered to the side and then the director or the person coaching will go hmm she's not interested interacting with everyone else everyone else is having fun and smiling and they get along so well they'd be perfect for these roles but she isn't even trying to connect because mm. they don't know so it can be really different yeah that happened to me once but then I started coaching with him later on one-on-one and mm. it was completely different because it was that the people in I was with that agency and I left and those kids are still with them. So, it, and their parents kind of ran it. So mm. they kind of avoided me because of that. Oh, wow. How so it could get, yeah, yeah it's yeah. very, um, either best friends or, um, very best friends. I kind of respect you. You're okay. Or, um, I kind of see you as competition, mm. competition, which is weird because, those ones tend yeah. to be the blonde pale skin ones against me, which kind of doesn't make sense when we look so different. Yeah. And would you say like, um, cause you do like private coaching and things like that. Do you find that you get a lot more out of that than say group classes, like a, like a te- like a group teen class? Like, do you find that private coaching for you is a lot better? And would you say that, um, would you recommend that people your age do private coaching or do you think it's kind of like whatever you, whatever you prefer? I think it's a bit of both. I personally do best um, with a little bit of both, but mostly Mm one-on-one. But for a lot of people, it can be the opposite because it's amazing if you have other people your age to bounce off of, especially with script work. It is something very important, but being on one-on-one definitely is a different experience. And for me, I personally prefer um, get more out of it um, one-on-one, but it really depends on the person and how they work. Definitely. Oh, that, yeah, that's totally true. And um, I think, you know, sometimes doing a mix of both can also help with your confidence in a way because if you do, you know, if you do too much of the group classes, you might not be getting the kind of not even attention but the focus that you need perhaps to um, grow as an actor and things at such a young age and you and and you might have like 
you know, if you have too much of the group stuff, you might start to develop um, like unnecessary insecurities and that can also f- affect you later on um, when you're yeah. doing like full-time training. Um, so I think like what you're doing and like doing private coaching and stuff is like really beneficial and also like homeschooling. Like it's so interesting because I don't really have like many people that I know that are doing homeschooling and I would assume that that's very much like a, you know, you have a lot of freedom with that too. So it allows you to focus on your creativity. Would you say that? Yeah, that is true. I am, I am planning on going back to school soon, but a very flexible one. Mm. Um, but while I have been doing homeschooling, it is, you do have to turn in work and everything, but most of my work has just been prodigy I made a whelping box for my pregnant dog I for sport I do aerial gymnastic for English I hand in my um my script work that I've been doing for auditions so it is very um personalized and different to school but it also does have the lack of human connection which can also be bad so yes yeah that's that's true and I guess um like because you don't do like because you're doing homeschooling at the moment do you have fears of like um the lacking in the communication might affect your um like acting and communicating with other actors in your classes like do you think it will um do are you typically a shy person that it might affect that or not really I'm personally not a shy person at all. I am very over-the-top, in-your-face um, <laughs> kind of person. I can come off as actually t- um, over-smothering a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so, but still, because I'm like that, I need, I really need the physical interaction of other kids. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a win-lose situation. And some people, it will be like me, it will be kind, it will be amazing for the learning, but the people is bad. Other yeah. people, it will be amazing. People are just not right. It mm. Again, it's another really personalized thing. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so tell me a bit about like um, why we're here today mainly is because um, you are a finalist in World Monologue Games, which I'm not sure if it's been announced yet, but you're... Um, you were saying this morning um, before we came on that you, the announcement might be um, whilst we're doing this. Um, but tell me the process of why you entered like World Monologue Games and like kind of your process in selecting your monologues and then when you did your performance. Um, how was that as well? To tell the truth, at the very first one, it was actually just my mom found it, it's new and thought it would be good on the resume and I wasn't doing anything and just practice good on the resume and keeping me distracted with my dyslexia a little bit to work on something Mm. and so we just went with the script the script that I know best which happened to be Dolly oh wow yeah and a lot of kids actually pay to put out more than one script Mm -hmm. multiple auditions the first one is free so we just did one free one sent it off not expecting anything Mm. then we found out that I had made it through we were shocked but we so we went to my current coach Mm Brie and 
we got it done again, but not too fast. Mm-hmm. And then the main problem is the script I chose is over three minutes. Oh, wow. And the time limit is, limit is two minutes or under. Mm. So that was the main problem. It was cutting out script bits and doing all that. So we did it. And I somehow managed to get through again. So we did it one more time. This time we really worked hard on it. Mm. I improved it a lot. I think it's personally my best performance ever. Yeah. We sent it off. And in any moment now, we should be getting the results to see if I, um, where I actually landed. As oh, wow. this is the global challenge. The first one was the people in my neighborhood in Queensland, Australia. Mm. Then it was nationals. So yeah. all of like, and now this one is against people all over the globe. It started with how many thousands people, then it went to 99. And now there's only about 17 people left in wow. this one. And I am one of them. That That's incredible. So it guys, it goes in stages. So it will go from like just your state and then national and then global. That's that's pretty crazy that you're like, I mean, there's only seven, 17 people in the global and mm, you are one of them. Was, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. So how did you, so with the um, monologue, did you, it, was it something that you had been working on prior to even kind of knowing about the monologue games? Yeah, it's one of my favorite scripts to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think it was one of my first ones, maybe. I can't remember exactly, but um, yeah. yeah, it's one that I've worked a lot on and I already knew it off by heart. So I thought, yeah. might as well just do this one and give it a go. And, and how, yeah, would you, but- how would you say you like break down a monologue yourself? Like what is your process in terms of... Um, you know, you have a monologue, what is your process before you're going to perform it or um, what do you do to work on it before you um, put put it on tape in a sense, I guess? The first thing I do is just plain read it through a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Then I go through with um, a with the pencil or like it's something dark and I actually just learned this one recently. I, I make it very obvious all of the punctuation. Mm. And then I read through it again with all the punctuation. I do a few tricks. I record the other voice if there is one. Mm-hmm. And I play that so I can bounce off something. Yeah. Or I will repeat it a bunch of times. But I will not act. I will so overact that it's hilarious and stupid and so horrible. But yeah. Because that makes it fun. It makes it something funny, just like you're messing around, which actually makes it stick in your head more. Mm. And then when you go it again, normal, it Mm. actually adds emotion. And then you just keep on repeating. You keep on tweaking it. You go through the script, connect all of the other characters that she's talking to, connect her personality, what's happened, what's going to happen, and what has already Mm. happened do what she's thinking what's her goal what does she want the other person to think of her and is she showing that obviously or is she trying to hide that Mm. and 
do all of those things to actually become the character yeah that that's a really I really like that process and it's like it's not too hard not too challenging it's kind of like um it's easy to grasp and to get a hang of and before you have to go into something like a you know like a competition like this um what is your like what's your highlight from um entering this competition and what was your kind um and what was your like low point I guess my high point was probably the last this competition Mm. when I was filming it um because it was probably the best I range of emotions I've personally done so far Mm -hmm. that still looked good and I was just so happy and the fact that I had actually managed to get about five six seconds under from three minutes without really with only cutting out like two sentences Mm -hmm. and when when my parent when my mom and coach wanted me to cut nearly half of it (laughs) and I still managed to get it down to that time while making it good yeah awesome that's great that was definitely my highlight yeah and what about your low like your low point it could be anything like even if it's not like performance necessarily but maybe something more internal that had to do with the the competition I don't I don't think I really had one of those personally for this one Mm. as it started out with just something to do. I hadn't expected to get past the first round, especially when I know some of the other performances and those actors are amazing. Yeah. Did you feel like a sense, I guess, did you feel a sense of, um, were you, were you comparing yourself to the other actors? Was there any pressure there in terms of, um, you know, seeing their performances and then like kind of putting pressure on yourself or were you just pretty much like fearless about it and just like I'm going to do this, whatever happens, happens? A little bit, but it was mostly I didn't really mind at the start. Mm. Now I'm pretty nervous, but if I lose, I still got to the top 17 out of like 2,000 people. It's yeah. still amazing yeah that is that is amazing and it's good that you have that um mentality because um you know you are still like so young so it's it's good that you have that and all I'm all I have to say is like I'm like 27 now but you know try and keep that like even if you go you know when you go into like full-time courses and things like that um sometimes a lot of the business side and things like that can kind of um, weigh you down in terms of managers and things like that and and your you know your adult brain kind of just you know does some weird things sometimes but like try and keep that try and keep that 14 year old girl that is just fearless and is going for things and is so optimistic and like I feel like if you keep that like you'll just you you'll just you know you'll be that head of some ahead of so many other adults because a lot of the time when you get to a certain age your your fearlessness kind of fades away a little bit because obviously you've experienced more and things like that and your insecurities are a little bit more heightened because this is like the full the full-time situation of it all 
like changes um your mentality because all of a sudden like this like you feel like this is it this is all like you're going all in or you're not um so yeah but I I that's my advice like if you just keep that 14 year old girl like in your mind in your back of your mind when you're like 18 19 I think that you'll you'll really do like be so ahead of so many other people because you'll still have that fearlessness in in you yeah that was, <laughs> that was my thing um but yeah honestly I'm so excited I I honestly hadn't heard much about the world model on games but it seems like it's um a really good competition for like young people to get involved in and I was going to ask do you know much more about it in terms of the age limit and also how how did your mum find um where to enter you um for the competition I don't know where mum got it from I'm sorry but, <laughs> that's okay um, I don't know how she found it but mm. The World Monologue Games came because of COVID as a way for people all across the world to show themselves and have and with acting. And it is pretty strict. Yeah. And because if you edit yourself or if you try and vote um, without watching the video and you just go straight to voting through a different link or your video is even like two seconds too long, you will get cut. Okay, wow. So it's really so it, like the rules and guidelines are quite strict. Which is good because it shows that they're serious. Yeah. And and with the age, I am mm. currently in the um in the youth category, but there is an older one. There okay, is so they do adult categories as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, awesome. And I believe next year they're also doing a direct um, one as well. Oh, wow. Mm, okay. For um, pe- people who want to be d- directors to yeah, show their work. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, I honestly wish you the best of luck. And um, if we're still on the um, this episode and recording this episode when it comes out, you have to tell me. Um, but I just kind of wanted to get into, like, the ending part of, our pod- of the podcast today. Um, because I feel like it's a lot to cover, but we usually raise awareness to something at the end of each episode um, that guests uh, uh, think that it's important to raise awareness to. Um, so I know that in your um, part of your story is that you have dyslexia and um, I, w- I want you to tell our listeners today like what dyslexia is and you know, how it affects you as well in your everyday life. Um, so if I get a little bit confused, I tend to confuse a lot of them. As oh, my God, I no, have, that's totally okay. <laughs> I have ADHD, dyslexia. Um, I'm my mom's alphabet soup. I have a little bit of everything. <laughs> no, that's that's totally cool. We, um, I have epilepsy, so we're on the same wavelength there with with you know um invisible disabilities really because that's what they are and it's a lot um it's it can be uh difficult to explain that to someone that doesn't have those things so I just want to know more about dyslexia and ADHD because I I honestly don't know much about it and I and I'm not 
going to speak for all of my listeners, but um, I, I've heard so many times that ADHD alone is very hard to diagnose in people. Thankfully, my mom's a psychologist, so she kind of managed to pick it up when we were still pretty young. Yeah, wow. Um, but for me personally, I do get a little bit of them confused. Um, dyslexia is... And ADHD. there's a lot of attention in it mm-hmm. where and ADH dyslexia yeah, it's dyslexia where um a lot of people it's kind of an umbrella term ADHD dyslexia because mm-hmm. it can kind of be so many different varieties yeah. writing spelling reading some people physically can't read or write or something because their dyslexia doesn't allow it yeah I thankfully am quite I am pretty good when it comes to reading yeah um but with writing I uh, I love it I um I personally am, am really creative I adore writing stories and learning and but mm. it is impossible for me to spell anything correct i can probably not even spell anything yeah it is that's that's um mm. that's interesting to know because i didn't realize um i honestly which probably really is naive but i didn't realize that it was um writing as well i thought it was more of a reading thing um but not necessarily a writing thing which is probably really stupid to say but it's really interested to, inter- interesting to hear that it also is writing and um that it can't get that some people have it to the point where they actually can't read Mm, or write at all because I know that for me and my brother it's mostly writing he's um he tries to write anything that's not on a computer it will look like a chicken walked past the page and Mm. but also a lot of people don't realize that that doesn't actually have anything to do with IQ or smart. Like my yeah. brother is 17. He's about to turn 18. He has all the same stuff I do, um, mm. but he has a cert three in cert three from, and he works at a pharma as a pharmacist. He actually wow. makes the drugs. Wow. That's so amazing. That, and that just shows that like you, you can do anything regardless um, what, you know, um, people think and the limitations you might feel that you have, like whatever, if you put your mind to something, you can actually do it. And so that's really inspiring that he is like a pharmacist and he's making these things and he's actually helping people like save their lives, you know, because he's giving medication to people that need it. Um, so that's mm-hmm. awesome. I was going to ask you, does, um, does having dyslexia and I guess ADHD as well, does that affect um, you in terms of um, acting and kind of concentration, but also like when you're working on a script, like does it take you longer and do you have to learn a script and do you have any tips on other actors that have dyslexia and ADHD and what they could possibly do? You're correct. It does 100% change 
change how I focused and if I focused at all, also how long it takes. Because mm. um, I can get a script, do it all, and I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll, it'll seem all good, but then, like, the next day I'll try to work on that script and my brain will constantly tell me no. Okay. Yeah. So um, it can definitely hinder if what you're doing or everything when your brain mm-hmm. just like decides to shut off or yeah. you try to concentrate for some people, they have to take breaks in between their work. Yeah. And for me, if I, if I stop for even like two seconds to grab water, I don't think I'll be able to continue on what I was doing. Yeah. I will get so distracted. I, and then I will try and do it again at like, or timing. Um, mm. Some people, I are like early birds, late owls. I know that in the morning, mm. if I try and work, I won't be able to. Yeah. I work best at nighttime and reading the script. So a lot of times you have to have it in really large font or sometimes a certain, mm. and a certain fonts will actually cause you to not be able to read it will others really help and there's just a lot of different things I person oh yeah and some tips for anyone um the two that I said earlier about recording your voice to connect off it I learned that from one of my teachers yeah and it does really help yeah um and would you say that like um would you say that in some ways, though, like acting and performing and things like that has helped your dyslexia and your ADHD? Do you think that it's kind of um, helped you develop new habits in terms of and and ways to control like your ADHD and your dyslexia? Um, I think so, yeah. I definitely got better at reading. Mm. Um because growing up still to this day, I rarely, if ever, will actually, I never liked reading. Yeah. I, it was always audio stories for me. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, I will tend to actually write out or do some, or take a photo and actually have my phone listen to the script because mm-hmm. I actually learn better with hearing. So some people who are like me try listening to your script like before you go to bed like it's just a story like you're listening to a book and it will help you I know it does mine for me yeah that's that's really great advice because you know there's there's so many like people out there with these these two um conditions and you know by listening to something you're still learning it but you're you're learning it in a different way and you're not putting that like immense pressure on yourself to try and read um and it's just not working out and you know as like as an actor and going to these classes and learning these scripts can be stressful like as it is so um you know for anyone so to to limit that stress and to listen to the script rather than like physically sit there and try to read it when you can't and you're going through those like situations that's a really good tip because you know you just 
you you've got to limit the stress where you can because it's it's already hard it's already a hard time when you have when you have these conditions that you're living with every single day of your life like i that's the same with me like with epilepsy like i try to limit my stress wherever i can because i'm like i have that constantly in the back of my mind every single day so yeah i really like that tip and i just um want to ask like what's kind of what's the greatest thing about about having this condition these conditions and still being able to do what you love what is something that like what's the greatest thing about that for you I think it's part of how my brain works I know a lot of times it gets in the way but it also lets me see so many different things and it might be really random but then later I figure out I can use that random thought or so it can be really helpful I do believe Um, or if I read a word wrong Mm. I could actually end up making the script even better or totally lost forever (laughs) yeah but like and you're doing so well I mean what you're doing shows is going to show people that suffer from dyslexia ADHD or any other in individual um, invisible or like non non-visible disability um that you know you can do it because you're literally like you know in the finals of the global monologue competition um and you do you just haven't let these conditions get to you and bring you down and obviously i'm sure you've had moments um of doubt and things like that but like i think it's really inspiring that you've persevered and you're you're literally in the finals of of major competitions that's awesome thank you no worries well thank you for sharing your story and being open to tell us about you know everything including what we've just spoken about um yeah and i wish you the best of luck with the competition and I'm sure I'll hear um, and our listeners and we'll advertise it on um, the Instagram um, page for the podcast when you do hear about um, if you got in or not. Um, or if not if you got in, but where, where you place. That's, I can't wait to hear about that. So, yeah, thank you so much for coming on. And, yeah, I wish you luck with everything, not just this competition, but like your future in the entertainment industry. I think you're going to be amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can find us on whatever podcast platform you use. And whilst you're there, please leave us a comment, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you.